Now, you might not believe this, but the career path of almost every super successful individual included having a job just like the one you have now. You're either going to or coming from work, so we might as well talk about it today on Your Way to Work. And now, your host, Ricardo Witte. Hi, everybody. This is Rick Witted. Welcome to On Your Way to Work, the show where we talk about what impacts the career decisions you make. And we talk directly to the worker on the workplace floor. Today, I want to tell you a story. There was this young man. He was probably 25. He had been hired into a company right out of college through their college recruiting program, had advanced up in a four-year period to be on a top-producing sales team within the company. And during that time, being a product of the college recruiting program through which he had joined the organization, he was asked to volunteer. Of course, being young, being successful, drinking the Kool-Aid, he was the perfect commercial for joining this firm. And so, uh, on weekends, sometimes once you know, uh, in a week, in a month or two, uh, the company would uh, fly him to different places within the state uh, to recruit uh, for uh, young talent from colleges. And he did it really well. This was completely voluntary, and it was apart from his job. So fast forward four years later, he is successful within the company, 25 years old, had really done a good job of volunteering with the college recruiting program, and there came a call, and this was the number two person in HR for the entire Fortune 100 company, maybe Fortune 200. And they said, we would love for you to consider running our college recruiting program, offer of a lifetime. So this was the opportunity to report directly to the number two person in HR and on a monthly basis have a connection reporting to the CEO of the entire company. Amazing opportunity. So here's what happened. Yeah, I think it was the middle of the week. He gotten a call from the number two HR guy that says, hey, we're going to fly you up, you and your wife. We want you to come up to corporate and have a few meetings with us. And then maybe you and your wife could take the weekend and look around for homes and a place to live. We're going to handle all of your moving. We'll sell your house. We'll help you find a new house. And We'll take care of all of that, and we're going to increase your raise fairly significantly. And this thing that you've been doing, volunteering for us, we're going to pay you to really run that program. You're a great example. You're what we believe is right for improving and growing that program. Well, this was a Thursday, and that person got a call expecting to get his tickets and flight information to fly out on Friday with his wife, was told, hey, we had a hiring freeze. 
And so we're not moving forward with this position. And hopefully we can circle back to you at a later time, but we're not moving forward right now. Apologize for that, and we'll stay in touch. So, of course, this young man was devastated. You know, he was very excited, looking forward to getting the role. And now his wife was excited as well, and they were all packed and prepared. And it was as if a very sharp pin burst his balloon of expectation and excitement. Well, he panicked. Uh, I mean, he freaked out. He immediately saw his career crumbling in front of him. This dream opportunity felt as if by the neck it was snatched away from him violently. This was what he felt. This was his emotions. And he immediately began looking around. His thoughts were, oh my God, what am I going to do? I got to get out of here. I, I'm, not mo- I'm not progressing. I'm not, I'm not moving forward. My, my promotion was taken. Oh my God. Within a few months, uh, he found another opportunity. Start his own business. He left the company. And he left on good terms, but uh, he left and started a business. A business which, about two years later, had drained him, taken all of his resources. 9-11 and the year following, he made no money. He exhausted his personal income, found himself broke, busted, bankrupt, and totally feeling like a failure, only to go back to the employer he left Uh, and asked for his job. Good news is he left on good terms and was able to get that job back. Now, here's the real kicker. About three months after leaving and starting his business and committing his resources, he got the call. And when he got the call, they said, hey, we want to hire you. Problem was, he had to say, I'm sorry, I'm no longer with the company. And the voice of the person on the other end sounded disappointed and saddened. And as if now a pin had burst his bubble of expectation for bringing this individual on to run the college recruiting program. Well, that was my story. And it was what I categorize as the worst career mistake I ever made. I was 25 years old, and where my, my career could have taken me from that experience was snuffed out, and I probably spent a decade rebuilding my career momentum to catch up with where it should have gone had I made the right decision. So here's what I learned. I learned four important things that led me to make the worst career decision that I have ever made in my life. And I can summarize that using the acronym DIVE, D-I-V-E. And it's apropos because if you want your career to take a dive, then you just do these four things, and I assure you, you will cut oxygen 
off the progression of your career. Here we go. The first thing that I did wrong, I made a career decision in a moment of desperation. Desperation often has an ugly cousin called fear. And the worst thing that any of us could do with any life decision is to make it in a moment of desperation and fear. I found myself um, reacting as if the whole world was over. I actually responded like they told me, I don't want to hire you. I don't, I, 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 we, we went with someone else. And that wasn't the case. They simply said, we're pausing. We had some things come up we didn't expect. But when fear set in, the decisions, everything that I heard was, you don't want me and you're choking out my opportunity to move forward. Desperation. The second thing I did that led to the worst career mistake I have, decision I have ever made was impatience. I found myself who was happy with the job I had now thinking, well, I should be doing more. They offered me more. I should have more. I, and, and it's not coming fast enough. And because it's not coming fast enough, I've got to make it happen. And so that lack of patience, the impatience, if you will, will often really stir you to go out and try to create things in your career that are not there or that are not the right things to do at that moment. And impatience can cause you to leave the right place way too soon or jump into the wrong place way too fast and way too willingly or just find yourself in the wrong career spot altogether. Impatience. There is this lack of looking to the left and right before you cross career path street that comes with being impatient. The third thing I did that fueled the worst career decision I have ever made was this sense of valuelessness, feeling not valued by my employer. Because I did not get the thing I thought I should have gotten when I thought I should have gotten it led me to equate that to not being valued. Well, if my employer's not going to do this for me, they must not value me. If my employer is going to make this kind of decision, then they must not value me. Now, over two decades later and, and, and running lines of business, I can tell you, well, yeah, um, there are decisions that, that, that the business has to make that will sometimes delay things uh, that you may think should happen right now. And that's because your career, your job, and your specific function is one piece of a much larger work going on. And so sometimes what you think should occur can't occur because it's connected to 16 other steps that are on various levels within the organizations that all have to line up 
for your move to occur. But I didn't know that. And because I didn't think I got what I should have gotten in that moment that I was supposed to get it, my perception, right? I felt not valued. And you can be a great contributor in the company. You can be an awesome number one top performing employee in the company. But if you equate not getting what you think you should have when you think you should have it to your boss not valuing you, you may be making a huge career mistake, not being valued. And the fourth thing that fueled the worst career decision I have ever made in my life is entitlement. I felt like I was due that job. Now, listen, they approached me for the job. I didn't even interview for it. I didn't, I didn't ask for it. But when they did you know, offer it to me and had to pull it back, when I no longer had that opportunity in front of me, I felt I was entitled to it. I was a solid performer. As a matter of fact, out of all the people that were in my class, when I graduated from that college recruiting program, there were two classes and there probably was 40 of us. There was only about five of us left uh, three years in. And five years in, there was probably less than a handful of, uh, of us left. And I was faithful to uh, the company as well as doing extracurricular things like the recruiting program, volunteering. So I felt I was entitled. And I didn't get it. And, you know, I was loyal. And I felt I was entitled to it. Now, the truth is, they paid me well. I was a pretty solid performer, so I made really good money. My wife and I made way too much money at that young age in my career. I blew more money than I made, but I made a ton of money. And you know what? They compensated me for the value that I had. They compensated me for the work I did. They compensated me well for those extracurricular things that I did also. My paycheck and the way they treated me compensated me for those things, but it wasn't enough. I felt entitled to more. And those caused me to make a decision where at 25 years old, I could have been running a program for a Fortune 100 company with a dotted line connection to the CEO of this company and making more money than I ever could have made. Here's what happened when I went back to that company two years later. Call didn't come again. I didn't get those opportunities. I wasn't viewed as loyal. Uh, and it took me a lot of years to earn that again. That was the worst career decision I've ever made. Why? Why did my career for the next five years take a dive? Because of four things. I made a career decision when I was desperate, and desperation is fueled by fear. I was impatient. I felt that not having what I thought I should have had meant I wasn't valued, and I felt entitled. And if you operate on desperation, impatience, thinking that when you don't get something you think you should deserve, even if you rightly deserve it, by the way, 
that you're not valued by the company, translating not getting certain things as not being valued, and then entitlement. D-I-V-E, dive. And if you're making career decisions, if any of those four elements are fueling or behind the career decisions you're making, and I'm going to challenge you, listeners, really tap in to the emotional reasons for your decisions. And if, if one of those factors there are fueling that decision, then you are at risk of making one of the worst career decisions you've ever made. And you could find yourself leaving a place you really do have room to grow in, or you can find yourself disengaging from a place that really could grow your career. That was a real open, honest, introspective moment for me, listeners. And I hope it's really helped you in terms of thinking through where you are in your career right now and the decisions that you make. Let me tell you why this is important. So many people just disengage or decide to leave. And here's what I've learned. It's a very interesting survey from uh, Accenture, a firm. It's a wonderful survey out there. We'll put the link out there for you to go to it. We've shared this link before. But the survey found that more than half of respondents are dissatisfied with their current job, yet a majority do not plan to leave. About 40 are satisfied and not looking for new opportunities. 12% are dissatisfied but not seeking new opportunities. 14% are looking for another opportunity inside the company. And only about 24% are looking for another opportunity outside of the company. There's about 8% that are actually planning to start their own business. So what this says is about two-thirds of us are going to stay. And if desperation or impatience or fear, desperation is also fear, or impatience or this sense of feeling like you're not valued because things are not happening at the time you think and at the pace or rate you think they should happen, or the sense of entitlement, this sense that you are do something and it might feel right because you are really contributing. Dive. If any of those things are really um, in an, a real emotional intrinsic place in your thought process as it relates to career and career decisions and how you're guiding and managing your career, you can find yourself disengaged in that company. And it might be the right company, guys. I encourage you not to make the decisions that I've made. If desperation are out there, if impatience, you're feeling that, if you feel you're not valued by the company because things aren't moving like you thought they should, or if there's this sense of entitlement, if any and or all of those things are in in your system, slow down. I'd love for you to write me. Go to rawitted at Twitter. Go to facebook.com forward slash rawitted or send me an email at rick at rawitted.com. You can go to my website, rawitted.com and let me know if that's where you are. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to to, uh, to help uh, get you on the right path here 
and really weave through whether or not you're about to take a dive in the wrong direction in your career. I hope this has been helpful. Until next week, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot to my producer, uh, Christian Witted, who helped put this show together, uh, and to our staff and team at On Your Way to Work. Uh, We couldn't do the show without you. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.